Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. There's Charles W. Chuck Bryant. You're under arrest. I didn't do anything. Yeah, I saw it with my own two eyes. You're coming with me. You didn't see Jack. <laughs> and scene. Is it and scene or end scene? How many times are you going to say that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was my uh, rendition of how a citizen's arrest could go. We've been asked to do this for a while. Yeah, we finally did. Yeah. We're doing it now. Uh, did you know that on June 9th, a man in Australia died while being citizens arrested? Uh, no. He was being detained by like five or six guys and held down for eight minutes and zip-tied, and he died. You know, I feel like we talked about once when um, some people sat on a guy to detain him. Yeah, in, we did. In London or something, and he died. It happens. It does happen. Oh, I totally remember that. Yeah, it was... Uh, Guys busted in on a diamond shop. Right. One got away, one got sat on until he died. Yes. That was scary, even though people were going, get off of him, he's dying. Right. So um, that that reveals one of the many, many, many things that can go wrong during a citizen's arrest, mm-hmm. which is why we wanted to say at the top of this, and probably will many times, you should not perform citizen's arrest, even though it is conceivably your right, if you're here in America, mm-hmm. to do so. Um, and all over the world. You, not necessarily. No, I mean, almost every single country has a citizen's arrest mm-hmm. law. Even ones that are not touched by the long arm of the British Empire? All over the place. I got the impression that it was basically a, an English common law concept. Maybe. It's been co-opted then, because I saw, like, Turkey, Hong Kong, all over the world. Okay. Wherever you are, yeah, you probably should not try to perform a citizen's arrest. There's all sorts of other stuff you can do. Especially in the day of like a smartphone, you can call the cops, take video, picture, take video, take pictures. Um, the one, the one time when a lot of citizens arrest laws do say you probably should do something is when you see somebody being hurt, injured, or their, their life is in danger. Yeah. For the most part though, especially if no one is being hurt, you should not perform a citizen's arrest. That's your advice to the general public. Yes. Do you not agree? Uh, I don't know. Depends. I think it's situational. Okay. Depends on who they are, who you are, and what's going down. Well, the problem is a lot of people say citizen's arrest. You do that for like if somebody if won't turn down their, uh, their stereo at night. Stuff like that easily turns into like a fight. Yeah. That's well, not a citizen's arrest. You should just have a little dummy fine book. And if it makes you feel better to write somebody a citation, do it. (laughs) (laughs) And as a result, a lot of states, I think, recognize the fact that if you just say, yeah, you can do a citizen's arrest for anything, it will start out as somebody trying to arrest you for playing your stereo too loud too late. Yeah. And then turn into a fight and then somebody dies, that kind of thing. So a lot of case, a lot of states say you, it has to be a felony. And there's all sorts of other stipulations and details. But the whole thing, like I said, Chuck, is rooted, at least in the United States, in English common law, specifically the posse comitatus. Yeah, dating back to medieval England, it was a time when uh, they needed that, and the sheriff of the land counted on citizens because they didn't have a police force of hundreds of dudes right. 
uh, and they they needed citizens to help them out, basically. Yeah, and posse comitatus is Latin for force of the county or force of the community. And it basically, in English common law, was the ability of the sheriff to say, you, 15-year-old boy and up, you're able-bodied, I need help arresting this guy, you are obligated to help me. To sit on him. To sit on him. Yeah. But get off him when I tell you to. <laughs> yeah, and in the United States, it was, um, I think, in 1898, which is not that long ago. I mean, no. just the turn of the uh, 1900s, Philadelphia, big city, only had 15 detectives. <laughs> so they counted on people to help out. Um, and the infamous uh, mass murderer, H.H. H. Holmes, was tracked and caught by a private citizen. Oh, is that right? Yeah, he was I a private detective, but he was not a cop. Okay. Because I was trying to find, like, famous, have there ever been any, like, noteworthy citizen's arrest? That's pretty noteworthy. That was the only one I could find. H.H. H. Holmes, but America's a, first serial killer, was brought down by a citizen's yeah. arrest. It was tough to, uh, it's, it's tough to get good information on this, though, because as you'll see, yes. the, every state has their own law, and within states, each municipality, has different versions of the law. Right. So it's all over the place. The rule of thumb that I ran across in researching this is if the site or the text from the site seemed huffy and indignant yeah. and just fed up, <laughs> then you should really take that stuff with a grain of salt. Yeah, and I also found a lot of cases, too, these days where it's become kind of a tool for activism where somebody like an environmentalist will try to arrest the mayor in front of everyone at oh, a town meeting. There's a site called arrestblair.org, I believe, and the, the it's a site dedicated to placing Tony Blair, for the war prime crimes. minister, under arrest for war crimes. Yeah. And like five or six people have done it so far. And it's all just totally symbolic. Yeah, exactly. But And there's a lot of like steps that they suggest you follow and like don't make it seem like you're trying to carry out any violent act or anything like that. It's all symbolic. Yeah. But if you could get Tony Blair to come with you to, to I don't know, um, jail. Sure. They're like, go for it. But he's not going to. No. I've and also he, seen uh, people try to arrest like oil company executives and stuff sure. like that. Again, just a statement. Uh, so let's talk about, let's break it down into uh, federal law and state law. Um, federal law and you... This is a blog post of yours, right? Isn't this where this came from? Uh-huh. How about that? Yeah, how about it? It's our first one based on a blog post, uh, is which is right? sort of just a version of an article. No, we did, um, uh, did we castration was a blog post. Oh, yeah, that's right. Good point. So if you're talking federal law, um, it has to be interpreted as such. It's not. Uh, it doesn't clearly say in federal law, like, you can do this. No, there's some... Hinky language. Real... Fancy footwork in interpreting this. And there's a group called, um, oh, what are they called? Crime, Crime fighters. fighters. Yeah. yeah. I looked when I wrote this blog post originally. Um, there's no website for crime fighters. They have a newsletter. <laughs> That's um, a, that should say a lot. But there's this long document, and you can find it on the post for this episode on our website, that has, like, I mean, just every detail you could possibly think of. Some of it good advice, some of it contradictory advice. Yeah. Some advice not good. Like, for example, um, there's uh, sentences like, when in doubt, check first. So check apparently, what? Like, if, uh, if, if you're not sure if a crime that you're arresting somebody for is a misdemeanor or a felony, oh. check first. 
So apparently, when in doubt, you should have already checked beforehand as their guy. <laughs> gotcha. Or zip ties make handy handcuffs. They do. You should not be using handcuffs. Cops even use zip ties. Cops do. Here's a, there's a, <laughs> this is a theme we're going to keep running into, Chuck. Yeah. Cops who are sworn law enforcement officers. That's their career. Yeah. And, and there's plenty of cops that are like bad apples. Yeah. That, I'm, I'm not talking about that at this point. What I'm saying is, is if you're a citizen's arrest person and you're carrying around zip ties mm-hmm. uh, to use as handcuffs, yeah. you are going to get in trouble because the yes. same, uh, the same protections that are afforded to cops who use zip ties are not afforded to you necessarily. No, it's a different deal. So if you look at, uh, Title 18, Section 2236, um, when talking federal law, we should probably just read this because uh, the wording is important. Uh, right. Whoever being an officer, agent, or employee of the United States or any department of agency thereof engaged in the enforcement of any law of the United States searches any private dwelling used and occupied as such dwelling without a warrant directing such search or maliciously and without reasonable cause searches any other building or property without a search warrant shall be fined under this title for a first offense and for a subsequent offense shall be fined under this title and imprisoned not more than one year or both. Right. So basically what that, that's saying is the the federal government is aware that there's bad apples who are sworn officers of the law. Yes. Um, and they anybody who conducts a search without a warrant or without probable cause is in trouble. Yes. Here's the thing. They're like, there's a couple of exceptions and we want to make plain. Right? Yes. And they say that this section shall not apply to any person, which is huge, as we'll see in a second, A, serving a warrant of arrest, B, arresting or attempting to arrest a person committing or attempting to commit an offense in his presence, or who is committed or is suspected on reasonable grounds of having committed a felony, or making a search at the request or invitation, or with the consent of the occupant of the premises. So they're saying... If you're a law enforcement officer, yeah. you don't have to have a warrant if one of those three, A, B, or C, is fulfilled. But the the thing that crime stoppers, um, crime fighters, the thing that crime fighters <laughs> yeah. uh, says is, well, wait, they switch language. The first part has to do with the law enforcement officer. In the second part, they use the word person. Yeah, any person. And any person is a citizen, right? That's right. So technically... Um, under federal law, if you interpret it this way, you have the right to um, take to, to commit, or I guess commit to carry out a citizen's arrest if you uh, if there is a felony. Right. So yeah, or if you could get your hand on a warrant, which you can't unless you're like a bounty hunter or a private detective. Yeah. Which, by the way, uh, bounty hunters, um, February 2010. Okay. If you want to go listen to that one. Yep. It's a good one. Yeah, we did that one in bail, right? Bail and bounty hunters. It's like a Dual. That's right. Uh, and then since most people, most citizens can't get their hands on a warrant, that part B kicks in where if you see somebody committing a felony, um, you're, you can arrest them. That's right. So that's what crime fighters and a lot of other people say. This is federal justification for a citizen's arrest. That's right. But the states, the states love citizens' arrest. Yes. And we'll talk about those states' laws right after this.
So, Josh, you mentioned that states love citizens' arrests. Love them. <laughs> Not exactly the case, but they definitely open things up quite a bit. Uh, depending on what state and what municipality you live in, um, you may be able to perform citizens' arrests on misdemeanors that you actually witness, uh, felonies you don't even witness, um, anything that uh, could cause a breach of peace, whether you witness it or not. And this all depends on the state. Yeah. And uh, or in the case of Kentucky, you are called upon to do so. So there's a they say you must do so. Right. There's a case in the 30s that has been interpreted in Kentucky to mean that you if you see a crime in action, like you have to do something. Yeah. I mean, or a felony. The quote is you must take affirmative steps is what it says in the law. Yes. I don't think, you know, obviously they're not going to charge someone with not doing something. Although you never know. But uh, they do charge you in Kentucky with like, hey, this is your obligation. Right. And you, you see could, crime, you got to do something. I mean, you've seen the last episode of Seinfeld. It's basically the same thing. They saw a man being harassed on the street and laughed instead of helping him. And yeah. so they were prosecuted under the Good Samaritan law. That's right. So instead of see something, say something, it's see something, sit on them. That's exactly right. That's the law. So um, that's Kentucky. There are other... States that say you have to see a felony in progress to make a citizen's arrest, right? Um, And then other states are saying you better know what you're talking about if you arrest a citizen because if a conviction doesn't happen, that guy can turn around and sue you. Oh, yeah. You can be charged with all sorts of things. Sure. Um, so you better, you better get that conviction. Like, you better know what you're talking about. It better be a cut and dried case if you're going to make a citizen's arrest. Yeah. And then there are all manner of, um, rules and regulations depending on your state. Like, um, for instance, in Utah, they will let you arrest somebody for misdemeanor or felony, but you're not allowed to use deadly force. Other states say you can use what they call reasonable force, but they, you know, that's, Highly subjective and I guess would be determined in a court. <clears throat> right. Uh, some states say you should not or not allowed to question or search. Your you, only thing you can do is detain them. And this is in different countries, too. They have similar laws. I looked uh-huh. at, like, Canada and England and Finland and Norway. I mean, it's all over the place. And they're all kind of similar. Um, although in some states, they will let you seize a weapon or evidence if it is in plain view or if you're under an immediate threat. Like you can take a gun from a guy, right? Um, or sees if you know the kilo of cocaine spills out onto the street, you can like brush that aside and say, uh, "Dear, would you put that in the car until <laughs> the cops get here?" Right. That'd be funny if you don't realize that you're in a state where you're not allowed to take a gun. So you take a guy's gun, and he's yeah. like, "He citizens arrests you back for taking <laughs> his gun," and he just keeps going back and forth like that. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Exactly. Uh, and then there's something also called some states allow merchant searches. Uh, searches. Oh, like a security guard at a department store or something? Yeah, or even just a shop owner. Like uh, I saw you put that thing in your pocket um, and go digging through the pockets. Right. Um, so, yeah, if you're a shopkeeper, you have certain rights as well. So if you are um, one of those people who likes to do citizen's arrest or is interested by that kind of thing, um, crime, that which means you couldn't make it as a cop. Crime, crime <laughs> fighters. Um, do you remember that one King of the Hill where uh, the security guard, like, I think he drops Bobby off or something like that. And um, 
the security guard tells Hank, he issues him a warning that he's parked more than three feet away from the curb. Uh-uh. And Hank goes, you're not a cop. And the guy goes, that's why it's only a warning. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty great stuff. I heard an interview, a great interview uh, with Mike Judge recently. Um, he's awesome. He, he is. And super, Man. super smart. Idiocracy. Like he was a, a, a physicist and engineer. Um, before really? He, before he got into the animation game. Did not Before know he did Beavis and Butthead. Right. <laughs> wow. Which is really kind of funny. Nice. Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah, he, he's not a big fan of idiocracy himself, actually. Man, what is wrong with him? He basically was like, you know, he's his, I think, general take was it was okay, but it was sort of a, which was kind of my problem, with like a one joke thing that yeah, ultimately it, it didn't play out so as a great movie. well over and over again. Loved it. All right. Um, He'll appreciate hearing that, I think. Loved it, Mike Judge. Yes. So uh, if, the, if you are going to do this kind of stuff, you better know your state laws in and out. Yeah. First of all, you better know whether it has to be a felony for you to, to carry out a citizen's arrest. Sure. In which case, you better know the difference between a misdemeanor and a felony and different classes of felonies. Yeah. So you know when to intervene and when not to. Mm-hmm. You also need to know whether you can use handcuffs or try to restrain somebody. Right. What uh, force you can use. Right. What escalation of force means, which sure. typically um, is if the guy is coming at you with a baseball bat, you could conceivably come at him back with your own blunt object. But if the guy's got a... Um, he brought a baseball bat to a mace fight. Right. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's... They're both blunt objects, right? I would take a spiked ball over a baseball bat. But if that guy comes at you with like uh, just his fists, yeah. and you knife him a bunch of times, right. <laughs> you've escalated the violence, and you're probably going to be in trouble. Uh-huh. Across the board, though, no matter what state you're in, if it allows for a citizen's um, arrest, which I didn't see a state that didn't have some sort of provision. Are there? Did you run across any? I think pretty much everywhere you can. I mean, if you can arrest someone in Massachusetts... Right. Then you can arrest someone anywhere. Um, you do not have to read a suspect his or her rights. Yeah, that makes sense, though, now that I think about it, because you're not an officer of the law. Right, and the Miranda rights specifically give the right to remain silent around officers of the law. Yeah, but if that person sings like a canary, I think you can go and testify later if, right. you, if you want. You are a witness. Yeah. You're not an officer of the law, and therefore that person has no right to remain silent. I mean, they cannot talk to you. Right. But the stuff that they, they that right against self-incrimination that, that the Miranda rights give them mm-hmm. does not apply to somebody telling a citizen right. that kind of thing, if the citizen wants to be a state witness, which yeah. you probably do if you're- Oh, sure. You know? So you you're probably like, double whammy, yeah. citizen's <laughs> arrest and state witness. And now I have to go into witness identity- protection for the rest of my life we uh we did an episode on that too yeah this is all part of our crime and punishment series i guess so um the other thing that i saw almost across the board i think is that if you commit or if you i keep saying commit it sounds like a crime (laughs) if you take part in a citizen's arrest you have to make your intention known and tell them what you're doing right you can't just jump on someone and smash their face in the ground. You have to like <laughs> advertise. I am making a citizen's arrest. Now, according to crime fighters, there are some exceptions to that rule. Oh, really? If the person, if this is the commission of the crime, 
Uh-huh. Like if that guy is like sitting there and has oh, a gun sure, sure. at the shop owner, if it's so chest obvious and is like robbing somebody, yeah, you can jump on them then without saying that. Yeah, yeah. If they're fleeing the commission of the crime, supposedly you can jump on them without saying you're under arrest. Right. <laughs> and then apparently before, um, uh, the arrest was considered part and parcel to detainment. So again, according to crime fighters, which again I suspect is dubious in a lot of cases. Um, that before you had to at least lightly touch the person while telling them that they, you were performing a citizen's arrest. Wow. And then apparently it was later on interpreted to not be the case. You could just inform somebody. So Josh, we mentioned, um, the, the one thing you have to do in almost all cases, unless it's, unless you're literally breaking up, you know, a crime Uh that you have to tell them what you're doing. The other thing across the board is as quickly as possible, you have to try and get the real police there. Very important, Chuck. You know, you can't just... uh, Go, like, get your (laughs) eyes examined. Yeah, or hold someone for questioning, like, don't start playing cop, because you're not one. You you need to immediately get a cop on the scene as fast as possible, and they recommend, like, don't do that by putting them in your car and driving them down to the station. No, there's a couple of reasons for that. One is that your car is your own property, and you could conceivably be considered um, to be imprisoning those people in your car. Yeah, like you're kidnapping. Whereas with, a, like, a taxi, that's a public vehicle, and that kind of, I would guess, you could argue that that was a public vehicle that these people got into you with. And then secondly, the other reason why you want to use a taxi is because... If you're driving your own car, it's just the two of you, and you're driving. Whereas with a taxi, you're being driven yeah. around by somebody. But I wouldn't recommend a taxi either. In today's cell phone land, you just get a cop there. Or just call Uber. Which is funny. There's a guy who, uh, in Sydney, Australia, I think, where we're huge. I saw that. Um, he has been calling Uber cars, hiring Uber cars, mm-hmm. and then citizens arresting the drivers because they're breaking the law by yeah. not being <laughs> licensed taxi drivers. Yeah, when you he Google... He sounds like he's a lot of fun at parties. <laughs> when you Google citizens arrest and click on news, that was the first thing that comes yeah. up. It's like some Australian Uber vigilante. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right, so your contention, bad idea, always. Here And there's just because there's too many X factors... I yeah. mean, when when pro cops are on the scene, bystanders get shot. Yeah, you know, we're talking about people who are, for all intents and purposes, active vigilantes. I would guess that that would well, increase the not necessarily. I mean, an active vigilante is someone who prowls the streets playing uh, playing crime fighter. I would guess that most of the citizens' arrests carried out in this country are by people like that. You think? People who are the head of neighborhood patrols, people who are, um, yes, prowling the streets. Well, there are a lot of George Zimmermans out there, for sure. Exactly. But I, I would be curious about statistics on people who are witnessing a crime and jump in and help. Okay. So, um, to me, it's it just is... Uh, it's there's just too many X factors. Sure. Um and there's a lot of things that can go wrong, right? Oh yes. So for example, um when you walk up to somebody and say I am performing a citizen's arrest, touch them lightly. Right? Yeah. Or you don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> um because you I am charging you with snatching that purse. I just saw right. you do it. Uh-huh. That person is probably going to be like you're not a cop. 
Yeah, I doubt if they would say, well, you, you got me. You got me. Here's where you got zip ties on you, because I've got some, if you don't. Right, exactly. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> um, that is probably not going to happen, right? No. If that doesn't happen, and you say, I want to warn you, you not coming with me can lead to charges of resisting arrest, mm-hmm. even though it's citizen's arrest, which is true in a lot of cases. Yes. Um, that person say, well, why don't you grab me and see what happens? Yeah. And when you do that, because you're a literalist, you grab them to see what happens, and they stab you, sure. which happens. Sure. It actually happened to four guardian angels. You know those guys, right? They're the professional citizens arresters. Exactly. They they really are. For as, as close as you can come to being a pro, that is the guardian angels. Yeah, and if it can go south on them, it can go south on you. Yeah, I read this really interesting article about them. They were formed in 1979 in New York, right? Yeah, we should do a, th- a show on them. That'd be great. Okay, but in the meantime, everybody should go read The Twilight of the Guardian Angels, and I think narratively yeah. on that site. But it was really interesting. It started out as a McDonald's manager who was sick of crime in his neighborhood and recruited some of his other employees. And I remember that guy. Like, I can still picture the main dude in my head. He's still around. Yeah, because when we were kids, it was a big deal. Sure. Guardian Angels. You heard about it a lot. They're on talk show circuits. Right. Uh, it was a, a necessary thing in New York City. Yeah, they were on Sally. They were on Donahue. Oh, yeah, they were on all of them. Um, but as recently as 2012 in Chicago, four of them got stabbed when they were trying to arrest a purse snatcher. Another guy came up and just started stabbing them. One of the guardian angels got stabbed in the head, Ugh. another one in the ribs, and both suspects got away. Wow. So if the guardian angels, as a group, yeah. are getting stabbed, wh- what do you think is going to happen to you? When you walk up and say, I'm placing you under arrest, come with me. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. So there's point one that's of point why this point. is a bad idea. Uh, well, point two is kind of included in there. This person, you have no idea what kind of weapon they might have. Right. If, you know, you might see the weapon, and if it's like someone holding up a store or something, like uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, in which case you uh, distract them, throw coffee on them. Oh, gnarly. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you get away. You know, Scott Free. Right. And I think you hire Van Halen to play your birthday party. <laughs> Was it Van Spicoli. Halen? Yeah. Um, but, all kidding aside, very dangerous. Even if you don't see a weapon, doesn't mean that you're Scott Free. And if you're one of those people who's like, I'm Dabney Coleman, I have like 24 hours to live, so I don't care if I die. Yeah. Well, what about bystanders, innocent bystanders yeah. around you? What if it's not a knife? What if it's a gun? Sure. Um, so there's... A lot of uh, a lot of moving parts that you have to take into account, and even Crime Fighters says, if if you are thinking of performing a citizen's arrest and there's a lot of people around, don't. Yeah, because you have no idea how south it can go. You don't know if the person has a gun, and if so, if they're willing to shoot at you or anybody else who gets in their way. Yeah, it, it, it's it, yeah. I mean, and again, unless you're seeing somebody. In trouble, like in real physical danger. Yeah. Even crime fighters is like, you know, maybe drop back and write their license plate number down or just call the cops. Right. Exactly. This is even crime fighters saying this. I know. And they're like uh, those uh, real life superheroes that prowl the streets at night with capes and masks. Oh, they're they're coming up in a minute. <laughs> so um, another great reason to not do so is a little something we touched on earlier, which is you open yourself up to all manner of lawsuits if you are mistaken, if things don't go well, right. if you, 
end up injuring this person and they are innocent. False uh, imprisonment charges? Yeah, kidnapping, like, you name it, man. You can be in big, big trouble. Pat down somebody the wrong way? Sexual assault? Yeah. Um, even or if just you, assault and battery even on your if, part. Right. Um, yeah, if you, or, or, like even verbal threats can lead to charges of assault and battery. That's right. Uh, civil suits, you could be not only arrested, but you could uh, have the pants suit off of you. Exactly. So that that would be reason enough for me, aside from the fact that I'm a pantyways pacifist. And then lastly, Chuck. Yes. The 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 whole thing opens you up to a possibility that is way more possible than the average time when you're just walking around the street minding your own business of actually killing somebody. Yeah. George Zimmerman. Yes. And it's not just George Zimmerman. It happens like it happens with with citizens arrests. Yeah. Where um, there was a guy in San Jose in 2013, Ricardo Hernandez. He was um, trying to citizens arrest a burglar named or a suspected burglar named Christopher Soriano. They got into a fight over a gun um, that Hernandez had on him and Soriano died. So now um, Hernandez is going to prison for four years and has a uh, head on him. Has a what on him? A head. He killed somebody. Oh, I've never heard that term. Sure. So that's a great point. Might end up killing someone. Do you really want to do that? Right. Exactly. You got to think these things through. Yeah. There are very few people that I would entrust to perform a citizen's arrest in in the right way. How about Phoenix Jones and his sidekick and wife, Purple Rain, out in Seattle? Real-life superheroes. Oh, well, that's always a bad idea. They dress up and patrol the streets. He has his own YouTube channel. Yeah. There's Dark Guardian in New York City who hangs around Washington Square Park at night, where we did a live uh, podcast. Yeah, there's a great documentary on the uh, real-life superheroes. Razorhawk in Minneapolis? Yeah, they're all over, and they, um, they can be a problem. Sometimes it's just for fun, but it's not like the movie Kick-Ass. It doesn't go down that way. Well, yeah. And uh, even cops are like, do not do this. Like, that's not a good idea. Yeah, we don't need your help is what they're saying. Exactly. So crazy. Yeah. I wonder what happens when you try to perform a citizen's arrest on a cop. Um, I imagine that doesn't go well these days. I would guess it doesn't go well either. Yeah. I wouldn't advise that. (laughs) No. Finally, we come to a type of citizen's arrest that you advise not to do. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't advise anyone to do it. Uh, like I said, they were very, like my brother-in-law, I would entrust him to do a citizen's arrest. Oh, yeah. I've met him. Yeah. I could see him doing a citizen's arrest he's for a, sure. He's a Marine. Following the, the, <laughs> the books. Or when it goes south, like putting you, like twisting your arm behind your back yeah. or your screaming uncle. Uh, yeah, but even in his case, it can go south, you know? Yeah, it can go south in anybody's Someone's case. Someone's got a gun, he didn't see it, and then it's like it's all over for him. That's yep. no good. No one wants that. That's right, Chuck. See something, say something. <laughs> Not see something, sit on them. Man, this episode is so fraught. It's crazy. I, uh, I think the message is clear. Okay. If you want to know more about Citizen's Arrest, you can go read the blog post on it on stuffyoushouldknow.com. Um, you can also just search Citizen's Arrest and have hours of entertainment about and learn why you shouldn't do this kind of thing. Uh, and since I said you shouldn't do this, it's time for listener mail. Uh, I'm going to call this the film vault. Our buddy, Brian Bishop, of the Adam Carolla Show, yeah. 
And of, I, I emailed him back from this and said, this is just the worst kind of buzz marketing. Well, I'm going to take him to task on air. Uh, Brian, is um, he works on the Adam Carolla Show, and he also has a podcast of his own called The Film Vault, which is great. Yep. And uh, we'll give him a little plug, too. He also wrote a great book called Shrinkage, yep. Manhood, Marriage, and the Tumor That Tried to Kill Me About His Battle with Cancer. That's right. Great book. So Brian uh, took us to task, and he said, hey, guys, I uh, was listening to a recent episode, and the subject of Hollywood remakes uh, came up. You guys are correct in this because we bagged on pretty much all remakes. Or you did. Y- yes. Uh, you guys are correct in the sense that the vast majority are terrible. There are a few good, dare I say, great ones, however. Uh, we did an entire Film Vault episode on top five remakes, and here's my list with some honorable mentions. And I told them we will just take them to task right here. <laughs> so number one on his list is one I have a problem with. Vanilla Sky. Yeah. I didn't think that was a very good movie. What? When did they make that originally? It was a, a Spanish language movie, just like the year before. Uh, um, ooh, I can't remember the name of it. Dreamscape. Uh, open your eyes, I think, in Spanish, whatever that is. Mm. So then, um, Cameron Crowe remakes it as Vanilla Sky, and I didn't think it was that good. Gotcha. That was his number one. Have you seen uh, his uh, Cameron Crowe's latest movie, mm. Aloha? No, I, no, I don't. I don't want to either. <laughs> I used to love that guy. Like he was my hero. He was great. My filmmaking hero. I read this article. Um, it was a poll of just like a straw poll of critics, movie critics around the um, the internet. Like what director has let you down the most? Yeah. And he was one of them that was listed because like, he was so great. Right. And then it's just gone so downhill. Far and away, the guy with the most votes was M Night Shyamalan. Oh yeah. One good movie. Which well, we found out you like. They, some others, they still love them in uh, Philadelphia, we found out. That's right. All right, number two, The Departed. I'm going to say yes for that for sure. That was, a, I think, a Japanese movie. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, called Infernal Affairs that Scorsese read. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, Little Shop of Horrors. I've Honestly, I've never seen it, so I have no opinion. I didn't know they remade it. Casino Royale. Uh, that's but, uh, technically, I guess you could call that a remake. Yeah, but I guess not so. really. But no, I guess it was. I mean, it was the same plot. All right, was, it was it the same plot? Yeah, for for the most part. Uh, Ocean's Eleven. I'll hand it to him there. I thought Ocean's Eleven was a really good movie and a great remake. Okay. Yeah. And then his honorable mention, uh, the Italian Job. I never saw it. You never saw the remake? Nope. I didn't either. Uh, or, or no, I saw the remake. I never saw the original. Okay. It was not great. He was stretching with that one. The Fly? I didn't know The Fly had an original, so I'm going to go sure. ahead and say, great, then, because Cronenberg's The Fly is awesome. Yeah, man, the the original Fly, it has Vincent Price in it, and it oh, ends okay. with, um, the, like, they switch. That's the thing, right? Oh. So, like, there's a there's a, a human with a fly head, freaky, mm-hmm. and then there's a fly with a human head, and that fly gets trapped in the spider's web at the end. Wow. And it's got the most unsettling sound where it's like... Wow. It's really disconcerting. Jeez, I just got, like, chill bumps. Very well done. I feel like we've done that before, and people wrote in, we're like, don't do the fly impression. It's really unsettling. The brindle fly? No, the original. Oh, the original fly. Uh, He has the ring. Uh, Of course, the original Japanese version, Ringu, Mm -hmm. I believe. I wasn't a big fan of the ring. It was fine. Uh, 310 to Yuma. Pretty good Western. Pretty good remake. I'll give him that. Did you ever see the original for The Grudge? I think it was called, like, you, you, Juwan. No. Dude. Good? <laughs> it is 
Probably the best Japanese horror film of all time. Whoa. Which is saying something. Yes, it is. It was so good. Prove me wrong, people. I'm always looking for a good horror movie. And if you have one that really topped Juwan, not a different one, yeah. but one that is actually better than Juwan, I want to know about it. All right. And then he finishes up the honorable mention list with Scarface, which uh, just put that instead of Vanilla Sky, and you've got a pretty decent top five. Because mm, yeah. Scarface is great. Sure. Brian De Palma's remake of... I think that had been done a couple of times, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. What was the Jimmy Cagney was the first one, right? I think so. Uh, Jimmy Cagney and then uh, Jimmy Stewart. Oh, yeah? <laughs> no. Fred McMurray. So, so Brian goes to say this was back in 2010, so it may have been some good ones since then, actually. But uh, just so you don't lose all hope that a remake can't be anything but awful. And that is from our buddy, Brian Bishop. Thanks, Brian. Who just recently threw out the first pitch at a professional baseball no. game. Way and so did our friend Nick Thune, and I'm no. like, "What do you got to do? I want to throw out a first pitch." What? What team? The Giants? It wasn't the Giants. Nick was it? did it in Seattle, where he's from, so he got to That's take awesome. the field, and he like wore a full uniform and did the full wind up and like looked good. Wow! Brian did it at a Padres game, even though he's a Giants fan, uh-huh. and um, I think he said it went pretty well as, as well. Nice. He tells a story on the Adam Corolla show. That is awesome, man! Congratulations! Yeah, God, I want to do that. Yes. I wonder if they'd let us do it together. Just yeah, they've done like that. the thing with two heads. No, they do that. They lined up like the the Stanley Cup winners, like five or six of those guys, and they all did it. Recently like they in all Chicago. threw at once, or they all took turns throwing, or they no, elected they had, one to throw. They had five catchers and five ah. hockey players. Cool, and they all threw it out at once. All right, so there's hope for us. Yeah, just don't look like Fifty Cent or Carl Lewis, and you're all set. What do you mean? Those are two of the worst first pitches ever. Really? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, I would like we would probably practice for a while. I would practice a lot. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you want to get in touch with us to have us throw out the first pitch at your professional MLB teams game, yeah, not minor league, not interested. No, uh, we are happy to do so. You can tweet to us at SYSK Podcast. You can join us on Facebook.com slash Stuff You Should Know. You can send us an email to stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com. And as always, join us at our home on the WizZeb, stuffyoushouldknow.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. 